0: Looks like you're gonna go into the countdown. I don't wanna hear your lips move in the podcast.
1: (laughs) You don't wanna hear me talk?
0: that when I was talking such about. such a jerk <laughs> like,
1: so literally the whole thing is about me moving my lips and you moving your <laughs> lips so you just want your own show? or you try to fire me?
0: No, what I'm saying is is if we're too close to the microphone you can hear all of the liquid secretions in your mouth. Same with me, that's why I moved my mic back.
1: Call me a liquid secretion again and see if you don't get away with it. <laughs>
0: And see if you don't get away with it. Mm-hmm. Let's get the show on the road.
1: All right, five, four, and we're live. Welcome to another episode of the Cresley Pod. Not only is this a groundbreaking moment for the Cresley Pod, this is episode 10. And boy, do we have quite the show in store for you all today. Our lovely fans, family, family.
0: Fans, fans,
1: fansmily?
0: fansmily fansmily
1: fansmily we're going to have to come up with a name for the Cresley Pod listener family have you family? ever family family
0: it's like family cresleys
1: cresleys family cresley pod family listeners
0: that's too long
1: It is too long. Anyhow. Got to come up with something for you guys. But anyways, thank you for joining us again. Episode 10. We cue the fireworks. This is awesome. We're in double digits. Never did I ever think we'd hit the double digit mark. Pretty soon we'll be in the triple digits. And it's going to be great.
0: I was just listening to a podcast yesterday. Mm -hmm. The Ultimate Health Podcast. It's super cool. I feel bad that I can't... like remember the individual's name who created the podcast, that would suck because it's like Cresley creating the podcast. So they're like, yeah, I don't know these people, I just listen to their podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's really
1: important for them to know our name. <laughs> You're listening to the Cresley pod <laughs> FYI.
0: Anyhow, he has like a lot of super interesting people. Like yesterday's podcast was with a um infant heart surgeon doctor. Uh he's also an author. But we'll get into that a little bit later, Chris.
1: Little baby hearts he works on, huh? Mm-hmm. Little tiny hearts. I wonder if any babies, like... oh No that no, babies. They... no babies no okay. babies died
0: in the making of this podcast.
1: No, 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 but I was just saying, like, I was going to say, oh, I wonder if there's a baby that's born with, like, a normal human heart. It's like he it just has an enlarged heart, and then that's definitely a, a baby issue where people, babies probably die from that. Like, it sounds, like, very dangerous if a baby's born with an enlarged heart, so having a tiny heart's important for a baby.
0: hmm
1: Just a thought. Just think about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, typically um, on the podcast, we, you know, our thing is health, wealth, and everything else, so mm-hmm. we do like to keep the health at the forefront of not only the podcast, but our lives, so... Chris, you wanted to share?
1: I'm coming off of just being extremely sick. Leslie, thank you for taking care of me, booking doctor's appointments, doing all that stuff. I was out of commission from Sunday to Thursday.
0: Y'all, I even picked up cooking. Not that I picked it up because, you know, Chris and I haven't always lived together. So, of course, you got to do these things for yourself, but... I remember even when we were dating Chris, I was the one I felt like doing majority of the cooking, and you were just making steaks. I
1: love making steaks.
0: Everything else I had to do, but we get married, and next thing you know, Chris turns into a Michelin chef. Like, just out of nowhere. Yep. And I'm like, what? So just soaking it all in, right? And then my husband gets sick. You know, when you're sick, you're not up to the task. As much as you are when you're feeling really great in your body. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was like, all right, Leslie, this is it. Get Mm -hmm. in that kitchen, girl. You got to cook for two people now.
1: Yep. And it was pretty solid. Even though I didn't do too much eating, being super sick. Leslie even, she did this thing. I've never seen this done before. I was sleeping. I was asleep. Taking one of those sickly power naps to, you know, hopefully get some energy back, recharge. Leslie, she she made some soup. She made the soup for me. And she saw how I was sleeping just so peacefully and just didn't want to be woken up. <laughs> that she decided to eat the soup that she made especially for me. <laughs> And then tell me about it in the morning. She's like, oh, I made you some soup. It was so good. I was like, where's the soup at? I ate it. (laughs) So she has these great motherly instincts, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: That was actually (laughs) a true story. And... I you just have never talked about it until right now. I was very upset. But I didn't know that this is you how know, you were feeling. You thought it was funny. I
1: thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna be taken care of. You know, I love being woken up by my mom. It's like, oh here baby, I made you some soup. It's still a little hot, but it's right here, ready for when you're strong enough to get to it. You know, it just feels so good. Leslie skipped that step. She was just like. Mm. He's just resting and don't want this soup to get cold. So I'm going to eat it. Uh, I'm sorry. But just all in all, though, I did feel like, like junk for the week. That was rough. And just on my psyche, I noticed I was like in and out of just being hard on myself. You know, just coming off of a strong week of working out and then going to flaccid muscles and just not moving at all. Yeah, I felt a little guilty. I was able to work and stuff. But um, it was like all the extra things I do, I had no strength to do whatsoever.
0: Well, I would like to, before we go any further, you mentioned when you're sick, you're not able to do all of the stuff outside of work that you typically enjoy doing Mm -hmm. because you don't feel well enough. You're trying to rest. So did you mention something about like being hard on yourself? Yeah. So what is your understanding of those two things?
1: Sure, I didn't have the energy to do it, but I still blamed myself and saying, like, you could still do it, you can get through this instead of having, like, no, it's time to rest, you're sick, you're not well, it's okay that you're resting. I didn't have any type of self-talk like that.
0: The positive self-talk. You had more of the negative.
1: It was more like just push yourself through it.
0: So you wouldn't call it negative knowing the type of effect that that would even have on you. I mean, you just said it yourself. Mm -hmm. You began to feel bad about it. Even though
1: I wasn't coming at myself negatively, it had a negative effect because I wasn't meeting my expectation of, come on, just go to the gym, go work out, get sweaty, whatever.
0: Well, as long as you recognize that, but I would say, you know, you described falling into a type of, mental depression over Mm -hmm. it and what helps me is first resting up like I'm never opposed to resting sleep is huge we've talked about it plenty of times on the podcast we know what we feel like when we don't get those eight hours of sleep or more so rest it's number one. That's what I like to do. It's very, very important. It's your body communicating with you. Your entire body is saying, "Oh my God, I can't take it anymore." Yeah, it's, it's like lay like, down.
1: It's like we need like a. It's like, all right, are you sick? Yes. All right. When you are sick, rest. It's okay, Chris. <laughs> like I, I needed, I needed that. Like first, the messaging of, it's okay to take a break. I Relax.
0: Wish. I wish I could have been there for you. I'm sorry I wasn't.
1: That's all right. I appreciate it. I feel like you were there. You set doctor's appointment to make sure I could get it. I know,
0: go. but I'm saying in that aspect of things. Yeah. So resting is the first thing I do. Second most important to me is all love and giving it to myself. Mm-hmm. Because you do begin to feel bad.
1: Dysthema. Have you ever heard about that? mm hmm So dysthema is high functioning depression it's different from all out wet blanket depression like where you're already just too depressed to even kill yourself type of depression so high functioning is actually more more common and goes on and flies under the radar
0: i do want to ask you a question Hmm. you just described being too depressed to kill yourself yeah where in the heck
1: it's the people that are actually starting to feel better about themselves or they actually finally get the, the energy to kill themselves. Those are the ones that actually muster up the courage to, to go through with it.
0: But the people who are too depressed, they would have hit the not-too-depressed portion of their lives and themselves before they've gotten to too depressed, right?
1: I don't know. I learned it in psychology.
0: Nah. That theory or that hypothesis would make... No sense because it would be different for everybody. Otherwise, that's like going to a mental health doctor and having them read off a checklist and say, "Do you have this, this, and this? No. Why well, you don't have that? Do you yeah. have like? Yeah, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's no. Complex. I'm
1: with you, but I'll see if I could find the study or something pointing to that research. And those
0: uh, those help, those help bullet points. You know where it's like, no, it's okay to be sick. Two positive self-talk and then you know let it be all love.
1: i would add soup to that made for you by your loved one
0: <laughs> boo, <Foo-boo. laughs> for us by us
1: <laughs> boo foo
0: hey what speaking of you know do you know what's also linked to depression no anxiety other than... chronic illnesses
1: oh i know this one
0: what is
1: that? The Mafia. Think about it. I owed Vinny down the street some money. Alright, because I was at the game and I bet, and my, my dude lost. He didn't go down in the fourth like I wanted him to. His brother, Paulie, Vinny and Paulie, they keep driving past my house. Now I'm checking the window every, every two hours. And then, after that, Vinny and Paulie, they're at the grocery store. You know, I'm looking at some asparagus. They're checking out some macaroons and some fettuccine. And now now Vinny and polly they're everywhere. And now I'm anxious. I'm depressed. This is messing with my health. I started eating poorly. I'm not sleeping good. Mafia. (laughs) Terrible.
0: Fine. But next time, come up with your own rationale for things. You can't keep dragging the mafia in the mud.
1: I'm pretty sure they're just like an all-cause... <laughs> They're carcinogen.
0: They're carcinogen. They're
1: carcinogen. <laughs> with some oregano. All
0: right, all right. Okay,
1: okay, okay. So what what else since I'm wrong apparently?
0: Got microbiome.
1: What is that?
0: I think I'll start with the fact that we just got off of a round of antibiotics. Okay. Two rounds, I should say, because Chris and I did something that's taboo within medical world, and we shared a needle. Antibiotics.
1: Oh, yeah. It's not good.
0: No. It's like sleeping with your family members. You just don't do it.
1: (laughs) It's like my Aunt Rosa. Every time I saw her when I was five and I didn't say hi, she'd look at me and say,
0: Did we sleep together last night?
1: (laughs) What, did we sleep together last night?
0: Yeah, that was always so hilarious to me. She's so funny. I love that. What
1: kind of 45-year-old aunt says that to their 5-year-old nephew? We
0: we sleep together last night? Can't say what's up?
1: No, we didn't sleep together. What do you mean?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like sleeping with your family members. You just don't do it. Mm -hmm. But you know how some idiots do it anyway, and they say, you know, maybe the laws of physics won't apply to (laughs) us.
1: You know, the laws of physics won't apply.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what Dopey and Goofy over here did. We shared antibiotics. <laughs> and I will add that our contingency plan did not work. Why not? Because we had a contingency plan, remember?
1: Yeah, you were... Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to go. Okay. It's it's pointless. I know the contingency. Okay, fine. We don't need to go to the contingency. But
0: it didn't didn't work. And I also want to say that it's okay to fail. You know? We talked about a contingency plan for you feeling sick. The self-talk that you were doing that you didn't really want to describe as negative. But in my head it is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's your self-talk like?
0: (laughs) Well, in my head, that type of self-talk is negative, especially when you're freaking sick and you need to rest.
1: Yeah, what's an example of your self-talk
0: in, the, uh, in that moment? In that moment? Oh, no, honey, I'm hugging myself. You're doll. hugging yourself? Darling, okay. if my body wants a bath, I'm going to get in the bathtub, darling. I'll light some candles and maybe some other stuff, and then I'll <laughs> eat some food, Honest. some loving food. Like, I rest.
1: Yeah, part of my self-talk that does flash by... Because I'm terrible at being sick and I'm not never really like knowing of viruses and bacteria. I'm getting better mm-hmm. and it's uh oh my God, is this it? Is this the moment you're going to shut your eyes and this is not be the last time you open them?
0: Oh, darling.
1: <laughs> like that's it. I'm like, I don't want to sleep when I'm sick because I feel like I'm going to die. I'm like, ah, this is it.
0: That is terrible. One that you feel that sick that you're going to die.
1: I mean, have you ever had the man flu?
0: Two, the man flu, Chris. There's no such thing. And let's not get off track.
1: We're not getting off track. Yeah, I want to talk about gut health. Okay? Gut
0: health or gut Gut
1: health? Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, where the hell did that tangent come from? (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, so four weeks into our antibiotics, my insides are raw. And it's not because of mine and my husband's activities, but instead from all the signs of my body fighting something that was gastrointestinal related, at least to my understanding.
1: I'm always gastrointestinal related to you.
0: So then I started reading side effects of antibiotics we're on. One of which was diarrhea. Everything was falling out of me. My
1: cervix hit the floor, Chris. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Dude, I was like a school bus driver, dropping grades first through seventh off at different times of the day at the pool. <laughs> Ew.
1: Ew, you know. Yeah. You were in there a lot.
0: Yeah, it didn't feel good. Oh boy, are you with me here, though?
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. Your your the antibiotic side effects, you know, from having prolonged usage, led to. All of your insides falling out of you, your insides being all mushed up, mashed up, not from me, but from the antibiotics.
0: Wow, that's pretty haughty. What do you mean? I never said anything about anything being mashed.
1: Oh. (laughs) The only thing my baby likes mashed is her potatoes.
0: Anyhow, so gut microbiome, (laughs) and we were talking about bowel, pretty much. Yeah, you know the number two mm-hmm. poop, right? And how it was irregular. You know, diarrhea would be abnormal for anybody's body. It's your body trying to tell you. Sums up.
1: Yeah, when you do have watery stool, that means things aren't getting digested or.
0: Well, there has to be a balance, mm-hmm. as in everything. Harmony has to be harmonious, right? Not too much, not too little, right in the middle. That goes for everything That's your food that you're eating. Yeah. Not too much, not too little. Mm-hmm. Now your poop. I would say that people should definitely date their poop. You know they should get to know their poop more. Yeah. What's regular?
1: I'm not holding its hands.
0: <laughs> no, you don't, you don't have to hold its hands.
1: <laughs> but I agree with that. Take your poop out on a date. Look at it.
0: I might divorce you if you tried to hold hands with some poop. <laughs> like, we're already having...
1: Dude, you hold hands with your poop all the time and then you come make me spell it. No,
0: listen. My husband and I are already having marital issues. And, you know, we've had this talk and it continues to come up on whether or not this is going to break us or if it's something that can make us. It's about my husband's Hand washing capabilities. Yeah, I'm great now. I, I literally have I have chafing. And, it's sparse, and I'm not talking about the chafing.
1: No, the chafing's sparse. I have redness. You can kind of see my bones. So
0: is your hand washing. is sparse. Your hand washing My
1: hand sparse. washing is not sparse. It is. I'm telling you, I use bleach now. That's the only thing Leslie thinks my hands are clean, <laughs> is if they smell like bleach.
0: Whatever.
1: My hands look like Michael Jackson's hands. I'm dark. Not supposed to look like this. What? These are white hands. White bleached hands getting back to the diarrhea.
0: Oh, is that where you want to go?
1: Well, you should date your poop.
0: Date your poop. Have you ever done a background check on one of your dates in the past? You ever background check? No. People you would, like, meet for the first time? No. Well, I did. Just like dating, you got to do those background checks on your dates. So, Chris, I've actually been looking for... uh, a doctor where we could get our poop tested.
1: Oh, we could send in stool samples?
0: Uh, I mean, we don't just send it in the mail. You would have to go.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't fit in an envelope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> you could come up with so many poop jokes just talking about poop. It's great.
0: <laughs> Anyhow, so... John Hopkins has done a number of studies that do link colon cancer and long-term antibiotic use. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And this was between ages 20 to 39. Right. What did I just say?
1: That Johns Hopkins uh, leads... (laughs) Dang it, I can't cite it directly.
0: You don't have to. What did you understand?
1: That studies link diarrhea to colon cancer
0: colon cancer to antibiotics
1: yeah <laughs> but i was linking the diarrhea to, to the antibiotics. antibiotics
0: yeah yeah that's a side effect yeah a possible side effect
1: to colon cancer
0: the diarrhea is a side effect yeah of antibiotics it doesn't always happen but there's chance that it will or can happen okay so
1: now that's super interesting
0: Well, you hopped on the train. What stop did you get on at?
1: Why does everything lead to colon cancer? It's a high traffic area.
0: That is one thing. It's a high traffic area, but also your gut, your GI tract is like 70 to 80% of your immune system.
1: Ah, okay.
0: How often are we hearing about the importance of a GI tract? I can't say that Mm -hmm. I have heard it very often at all
1: yeah you don't hear it at all just the correlation that we made just now it's like it's a high traffic area there's a lot of things that go into it it makes up 70 to 80 percent of your immune system that's extremely important
0: well it affects 70 to 80 percent of your immune yeah
1: well think about it because there's so much good bacteria that's needed to get bad bacteria and you need to have a harmonious balance i think linking up you know just Taking your poop out on a date to see what's really going on with your stuff.
0: Learn about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it,
1: it probably yields. It's like this one test would yield a lifetime worth of information.
0: It's expensive, but I think it would be worth it. I believe it was Dr. Gundry that he talked about, like because there's there's stool tests there have been for a while now, but those aren't state of the art. And that they yield more information. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Deal. I can't wait to get our poop.
0: Background checked.
1: Checked. Mhm. Together.
0: For sure. So, yeah. colon. We were talking about colon cancer, right? Right. So, your colon is your large intestine, the entire large intestine of your digestive system.
1: I always thought the colon was just the butthole part.
0: Mm. Hmm. No. The large intestine is long. That's why it's the large intestine, right? So Mm -hmm. like in, imagine this is your stomach. It goes from here to here.
1: Yeah, it's a big one.
0: Yeah, and then your small intestines are all like jumbled up right below it. So the colon is your large intestine and that's where this cancer's forming.
1: Tyson was just licking his junk, and it apparently it tasted so good that he burped after Afterwards, I don't, I'm so jealous.
0: <laughs> Weird. <clears throat> hey, do you remember how I described the digestive system on our last podcast? Um. From your mouth to your butt.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so the hollow organs of the GI tract. Are your mouth, esophagus, stomach, small and large intestine, and Mm -hmm. the anus. Those are the hollow organs. You follow? I'll follow. All right. Solid organs, liver, pancreas, gallbladder. All of those things make up the digestive system. So it's what's going in and then what's coming out.
1: Yeah. And if you got issues, just investigate those one at a time.
0: Mm.
1: I'd start with the rectum.
0: (laughs) Of course you would, Chris. That doesn't surprise me.
1: I'm just being more courageous back there. That's it. All right. You know? Start with the hardest part.
0: So your gut, though, because we're talking about gut microbiome, goes from your stomach to the anus, and it's the muscular tube that goes from your stomach to your anus that's the gut
1: yeah so from your stomach to your anus that's considered the gut so know that there are more than 100 million brain cells in your gut to me that's crazy brain cells
0: So we don't want things lingering around in the gut. We don't want bad bacteria lingering around in the gut. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I completely agree. So
0: essentially the testins and the colon have the biggest impact on a person's immunity.
1: So... So is that why things like probiotics and prebiotics and stuff are good? Because they're adding more bacteria to help fortify that gut-specific bacterias?
0: So the probiotics would be considered the friendly bacteria. So there's all types of bacteria. That's why washing hands is so important mm-hmm. in this home because of bad bacteria. There's good and there's bad. So there's gut bacteria that help protect, but there's also gut bacteria that cause illness. Probiotics are the friendly bacteria. Prebiotics is the food that the friendly bacteria needs to survive. And then together they create postbiotics, but I think that we should wait until the next podcast to go into that. So, back to what we were talking about, I think it's really important to cite where we're getting our information from. So, the gut bacteria info I found Harvard has their own separate line of where they give medical news. Mm -hmm. The information was also coming from a physician at the Clinical and Translational Epidemiology Unit at Massachusetts. Lastly, but also very important, is an issue called leaky gut. Have you ever heard of that? I have.
1: I've heard of it, but I still am a little bit questionable on what it actually is.
0: So a leaky gut is when the bacteria that are not supposed to come out of your gut come out of your gut.
1: And into the rest of your body?
0: Blood system, lymph, all of those things that it should not be interacting mm-hmm. with. Leaky gut plays an effect on energy levels, which is why for the past few days I've been talking about hunter and gatherers as well as desk people.
1: Yeah. You keep she's been walking around calling me a desk person. <laughs> For 48 hours, and I keep taking offense to it, because I'm like, I'm definitely a hunter. I cook better than a gatherer.
0: (laughs) Dr. Gundy. He was born in 1950. It's the baby heart doctor, Mm -hmm. as well as the author. Yeah. He was the one who spoke of leaky gut, and concrete evidence proves that this does cause tiredness, malaise, fatigue. And just an overall decline in energy. How
1: do you how do you know if you have a leaky gut?
0: The poop test.
1: The poop test tells you that? It would. And would you repair your leaky gut through...
0: Through your eating.
1: Okay. Through diet alone.
0: Mm, I'm not sure if it's alone, but I know that's definitely a main part of it. Like, that's where you want to start.
1: Mm-hmm. Can't just throw some plaster
0: on those walls. mm hmm you know? Mm -mm. You got to renovate. You got to renovate. So I did mention to you, but because our listeners haven't heard it yet, a hunter and gatherer walks between three and eight miles a day and still exerts the same amount of energy as an individual who is sitting and working at their desk. That is baffling news to me. Now let's say eight miles a day, but someone is still expending the same amount of energy. How could that be? Well, we were talking about leaky gut. Right. Okay, and energy levels. So on the other side of your gut is the defense mechanism. Okay. All right? Now they're your homies. Because they already know these sneaky mothers want to get through. And they're ready for it. They've prepared for it. They're saying, look, this vato took care of me, fool. So I'm going to take care of this vato, too. He scratched my back. Now I'm going to scrap and pop a cap. Now I'm saying... (laughs) Just creating mischief, you know? So wait,
1: who's who are the vatos, though, real quick? just
0: They're trying to protect you.
1: Yeah, I know, but who, who are they in the body?
0: It's your immune system. Your Sous, immune system. The, the gut bacteria. Yep. Basically.
1: From your stomach to your... Basically.
0: Basically. Okay. <laughs> but where do they get their energy from? Where do the homies get their energy from? Right? Because they need energy to fight. Just like you need energy to get... Through your day. Right. So if you're sick, you don't have the energy to get through your day. So you got to rest. You got to re-energize. You got to mm-hmm. rejuvenate. You got to put things in your body that's going to help it. So these same homies that got to protect, where are they getting their energy from? Food. Look. It all depends. <laughs> if they don't have their stuff together, then they're and a friend. Okay? Except their options are the muscle and the brain. Mm-hmm. Whereas Chris's options might be shorty and blood.
1: Who's shorty and blo- oh the the Crips and Bloods. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be friends with my muscles and brain than than the Crips. Okay, but you were broad.
0: also talking, oh well these dust people, yeah. They're exerting all this energy because they're doing critical thinking, right? well i guess that would also depend does your body have inflammation if it does then it's phoning their friends the brain and the muscles to help it with some energy yo we don't have all the energy down here man we came to work and we're sick man you think you could help us with some brain you think you could send some of that energy down here I'm really, it's really hard.
1: And the brain's a part of the 1% and says no. (laughs) Go to sleep. (laughs) Go to sleep.
0: (laughs) You need some rest. Go to sleep. Anyway, so inflammation. That's the fire from the war that your immune system is having with the stuff that's leaking out of your gut.
1: I like it. And it makes more sense. I definitely had no idea what the heck the leaky gut meant until now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You ever notice how gut and butt sound alike? And it correlates pretty darn well. (laughs) Since the stuff in your gut comes out of your butt, you don't want to let that stuff sit there. That's why bowel movements are very important. You don't want that stuff lingering in your gut. That's how colon cancer happens. That's why antibiotics, they say long-term use, is not good because it disrupts the good bacteria in your gut. That's why, like... That entire time you were eating all that meat or you switch your diets up so often and you're not pooping as much. That's why your family says to you, hey, that's not normal.
1: The only thing that's unnormal between me and all of my friends and family is that I'm way faster than them. I'm way stronger than them. Uh, I can do way more push-ups than my cousin Jake. I, I switch up diets and stuff just to see what works for my body and I'm finally I finally found it
0: hmm well and what what does because fiber every day can't work for your I'm body. not doing
1: benafiber every day
0: you gotta get those natural I, foods in your system where mm-hmm. you're not taking supplements so that you can have regular bowel movements.
1: Yeah, I'm not taking Benafiber every day, though.
0: Look, I'm not here to be your doctor.
1: You're not. I'm telling you. I've been regular.
0: For our listeners, all I'm saying is it's important to take care of your poop shoots.
1: I'm I'm with that. I'm all on board.
0: Remember, you want to pay attention to the degrees of your poop. How do you do that? With a finger? You want to learn your poop habits. You want to date your poop. It might save your life.
1: I want to start marking my poop calendars. You
0: should. I,
1: honestly, because I've been so excited on each movement, I should do when it happens and then what it looks like. It looks a little soft. It felt a little
0: soft coming out. And you're so excited about do it. Do you do because color too? You're so excited about it because it's new for you. Yeah. And it shouldn't. this should have been an ongoing thing for all of your life.
1: It's honestly super convenient not having to get up and poop.
0: Okay, well, it's not going to be super convenient when you have colon cancer or polyps. That,
1: That would be very inconvenient. But I'm just saying, all in all, it's like you do, you're saving like 30 minutes a day. That's a couple hours a week.
0: So to wrap up, gut bacteria is very important. The friendly gut bacteria. People are trying to supplement their friendly good gut bacteria with probiotics. And what a lot of people are missing is that the probiotics need the prebiotics to survive and the communication circle involves postbiotics and you just need all of these together to really maintain that good gut health and bacteria. So again, long-term antibiotic use,
1: no. And you've done some research on some solid supplements, though, too. You know, we can, we'll, we'll create like a, like maybe like a PDF or something with, with nutritious things like foods that you can eat with probiotics, things like, you know, there's kefir, there's sauerkraut, kimchi, those kinds of things, yogurt, and then also just the additional supplements that I know you've done research on create like a list
0: yeah the research mostly comes from dr alex pazio who does his own extensive Uh research on this and he is a friend of ours
1: he was on impact theory
0: he was on impact theory and uh yeah he's a personal friend of ours anyhow he suggests supplements and that's where Mm -hmm. my research came from so it wasn't in depth Research on my end, it was me just knowing that this one individual does his own extensive, in-depth research and and us trusting in what he says based off of this being his entire career path. Coming from
1: a trusted resource.
0: Exactly. All
1: right. Cool. I dig it.
0: Now, the last thing you were saying is that night shift work, according to the World Health Organization, is being considered and has been considered for a long time a carcinogen.
1: Yeah, which I, I found it to be just crazy interesting because you and I both are shift workers in factories, in restaurants, and then we also have loved ones. Like, for instance, some of them are nurses, but this also, like other examples would be like uh, airline pilots.
0: It's just everyone working a 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. shift mm-hmm. in whatever field. They right. could be, they could be on a corner, you know, slinging socks.
1: Dude, I never even thought about prostitutes and being associated to, you know, shift workers. Like, what are?
0: Think about the people who restock the grocery stores. They're not restocking at 6 a.m. They're restocking overnight.
1: All that shift work can be directly associated to breast cancer, prostate cancer, and colon cancer at the same time. So, it's just, it's just crazy.
0: You know, we talk about how important sleep is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very, 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 very important.
1: That's the most basic circadian rhythm.
0: Very important. Minimal sleep puts anybody at high risk of Alzheimer's and dementia.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, there's other types of biological rhythms. There's your, there's an ultradian, which is your basic rest activity cycle. Then there's your circadian There's your infradian, which is your menstrual cycle, and then there's your circannual, which is your annual breeding cycle. Beautiful. Just some other tidbits. So women who do night shift have a 48% greater chance of getting breast cancer. Nurses are 19% more likely to die of heart disease, and 25% more likely to die to lung cancer. And then this other one was saying that nurses working a five-year night shift are 11% more likely to die to heart disease, and then at 15 years, that number grows all the way up to 38%. Hmm. All of these like negative effects are caused by the sleep deprivation and circadian disruption. This one study I read it was uh, it's coming from the Society of Neuroscience. They published a study that found that chronic disruption of the most basic circadian rhythm so your daily day night cycle uh, leads to depression weight gain impulsivity and slower thinking Hmm. it it just all ties back to sleep being so important and if you disrupt it it just leads to everything goes back to depression goes Mm -hmm. back to gaining weight chronic health diseases being unhealthy the quick fix is one, lifestyle is more important than exercise, so make sure that you're getting up and going to bed at the same time every day. And things like intermittent fasting and time-restricted feeding can help reduce the oxidative stress. And if you are depressed, don't shy away from getting you some therapy, some talk therapy. Maybe it's with your mom, maybe it's with your best friend, maybe it's with a therapist. Uh, that's one of the most you know basic solutions that could help help some things out and honestly those probably lead to better life choices like going to bed on time
0: amen sister amen
1: sister did you have anything
0: else for health anything
1: else for health so we can go into wealth this week we are taking off 401k maxing out journey The goal is to max it out as fast as possible. We want to do it within six weeks as opposed to spreading it out through the remaining 33 weeks of the year. So the benefits of that would be that, one, you don't got to worry about it. It's not going to be coming out of your check every week. And then, two, your money's in the market longer, and you can can start maximizing those investments a heck of a lot faster. Because you know, Leslie, she wants her returns.
0: Oh, yeah. Speaking of returns, we've definitely made a return on our advice we took not too long ago when we said that we were going to be adamant on paying off those credit cards. And we've definitely been doing that. And Chris, you suggested that we start with the very small debt and move our way up to the biggest higher amounts, you know, those Mm -hmm. big chunks. Being that it's been a couple months already everyone would know that we are at our big chunks.
1: Yep. We're at our last chunk mm-hmm. of a credit card. Mm-hmm. Good old fashioned debt snowball worked like a charm. And yeah, we're being out of that bad debt. We see a light at the end of the tunnel. And I was talking to my buddy yesterday and he was just saying, he, he was like, I thought you knew all this stuff about, you know, in term investing and all that stuff. I was like, I kind of just blacked out for five years because of how bad debt was so it's like now i'm starting to see a light so now i'm starting to like learn and jog my memory and all that kind of stuff that
0: is so funny (laughs) i blacked out
1: I i was drowning i was drowning but uh that's exciting stuff and and it's a lot of fun it's like i get excited to check our our investments every single day and our credit scores and our credit scores um There is another one that we did add to our credit score recently. I don't know if it's reflective on Leslie's yet, but it is reflective on mine. It's uh, called Rental Karma, where you can use your rent history or mortgage history and add that to your credit score. So this company, it's a small fee, a small monthly fee, and they'll be able to to do that for you. You you sign up for it, RentalKarma.com. And then you give them your portal information for your payments. And then they will track that monthly for you. So, sweet. Little hack there. Credit hack. Finally, we're, going, we're getting into...
0: Everything else.
1: Everything else. Hold your horses. This is everything else. Health is important. That's why you got to spend some time on it. We are healthy people and we're actively learning and continuously learning and optimizing all the dang time. And I hope you see that here and because we're solving that health button. Wealth, we're knocking that out of the park. That's gonna, we're, we're not even going to have to think about that anymore. Coming soon, we're just going to be bragging about our Lamborghinis.
0: We're not going to brag.
1: Okay. Leslie's not going to brag about her Lamborghini. I'll brag about it for her.
0: No. Ooh, nope. Mm-mm. We're not even gonna do any of that. What about our gold toilet? Nope. Instead, we're gonna drive a Subaru. What? Yeah.
1: What about the the roll of toilet paper that's made of hundred dollar bills?
0: What about saving money? Yeah, what about we're doing investing that. Investing in returns. We're
1: doing that.
0: We're not gonna get a return on the toilet paper or the toilet you're talking about. Look everything else
1: everything else so we got we're already millionaires we're just trying to get we're just trying to become millionaires sooner than 59
0: mm-hmm.
1: right now we're guaranteed millionaires. we don't even have to contribute any more money to anything we're millionaires already just based off of our investments our 401k investments it feels great
0: mm-hmm. we
1: just want to be millionaires sooner so we can have the roll of toilet paper that i want have the golden toilet and the Lamborghini I want so I can rub it in people's faces. Very important. It's a life goal for me, not for you. We'll have a Subaru.
0: Why would you want to rub that in people's faces? Now you're saying this is a life goal. Initially, I'm thinking Chris is just being facetious.
1: Who's facetious anyways nowadays, you know?
0: But now you're saying it's a life goal. And if we're really being our true selves
1: i am being my true self right now if i had a lamborghini you you could guarantee that all six guys in the group chat are getting a picture of it every morning <laughs> saying hey guys check out my check out my lambo
0: humble yourself chris
1: i am humble right That's now,
0: supposed- at this moment right now all right okay humble yourself back to everything else now the last the pod heard about some house insurance information and it is almost coming to an end these are very long processes and luckily we are nearing the end but i did want to get out some important things for everybody to do when and if they run into having the claim an insurance claim
1: on your lamborghini
0: Number one, always get two other opinions aside from your insurance's opinion and the adjusters they bring along. No question is a dumb question.
1: Unless it's a dumb question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ask questions is what I'm saying. Also, request certified copies of your insurance policy. Very important. It'll include every stinking detail of the report and what you're entitled to. Remember, they don't want to give this to you. But you can stir up the courts if you need to, so they can't hold off from giving it to you for too long without it being a lawsuit. Because you are entitled to your insurance policy and knowing what it includes.
1: Yeah, like, Leslie, you asked for that policy... For the instance you're going through right with the fire, how long did it take you to get that?
0: Three to three and a half weeks.
1: How long should it have taken?
0: I mean, that's a tough question.
1: Instantaneously, right? It's like that should be readily available.
0: I would hope, but I don't want to have expectations. Yeah, but if, yeah.
1: If I'm a policy holder, I'm gonna want that stat.
0: Also, do your own research and don't just take things at face mm-hmm. value. It's important.
1: Yeah, Leslie was diving into this just head first, listening to podcasts while reading law books. and
0: Learning how to read contracts, learning how to read mm-hmm. insurance contracts at that.
1: You made lawyer connections. You were, you were messaging adjusters. Learning,
0: um learning the terminology i was mm-hmm. only able to do all that by learning the terminology which was my next point know the terminology in whatever you want to talk about with everything in life so you can make it and never have to fake it
1: yeah one of the best pieces of advice i ever got was talk about what you know mm-hmm. and i got it in a factory floor from one of my favorite mentors, Mr. Peter, and he he shared that with me and he's like talk about what you know and it's it's such a simple thought, but that has set me free.
0: Talk only about what you know.
1: Yep. And if not, you can just you can just BS. So that's why I like the I'm really good at making stuff up.
0: Well, but in more serious Cases, like with what I'm dealing with, that's why I say no the terminology. Mm-hmm. That way you can make it and never fake it. You don't want to bullshit in situations like that. Yeah, it well, will...
1: they would be able to call your BS very abruptly yeah. in that scenario.
0: And then lastly, I would say, <laughs> drumroll, mm-hmm. follow your gut. <laughs> if you know something's off, if you feel like something's off, follow your gut and you're most likely right because you know initially all I had to follow was my gut and I ended up being right and it took a lot of work but we were able to switch adjusters that is the last thing I didn't even have that on here if you're not vibing with the adjuster that your insurance company gives you ask for another one And, you know, maybe they won't give it to you initially, but keep track of every conversation you are having with these people. Don't do it over the phone. Get everything in writing. Communicate only via email and or text. Like, again, it's important to keep track of all your stuff. So, and follow your gut.
1: Follow your gut. And, honestly, Leslie also kept chronological kept track of all of the instances and conversations, agent numbers, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, we even message the CEO. Don't be don't be shy to reach out.
0: Yeah. Like a bunch of sales cases, reaching out to the CEO doesn't always yield any benefits, but it's still worth a shot to try. It is
1: worth a shot. Call them up. Um all right. Well, Anything else coming out of Leslie's Law Corner? No. Leslie and I also were diving into the Stand Your Ground Law and Castle Doctrine. I'm just going to say look into it. Form your opinions. Make sure you're not being uh, swayed by charismatic people on television on how to think and what to think. Really just read the boring stuff. If it's boring, it's boring for a reason. They keep it boring. But anyways, it it was interesting. We started looking into that. We'll probably touch on some more key bullets there. Um, but that led to a fun documentary uh, called The Trayvon Martin Hoax. I would definitely check that out and form an opinion around that one. Very interesting. Goes into a deep dive of what what happened. Um,
0: well, let's give them a brief overview. So I w- didn't pay much attention to the Trayvon Martin case. hmm I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I figured the world would just
1: for the better you didn't. It's good.
0: I figured the world would just figure it out themselves. Like what was little me gonna make a difference with in that case when we had billions of people already advocating for or against it. Anyhow, they switched witnesses. Trayvon Martin had this girlfriend and they switched her. And apparently she knew exactly what happened, but they put someone else in place of her. I'm not sure if she wasn't willing to talk or what, but they basically put um,
1: a fake witness.
0: A fake witness with a reading level of a fourth grader. And this was a 19 year old woman.
1: She was a 19 year old freshman.
0: S- yes. And <laughs> uh, she, she had, um, yeah. She got held back a couple mm-hmm. t- times.
1: Couldn't read cursive, and apparently it was a letter that she had wrote, and it was in cursive.
0: So that's why they figured it out. That's how they got caught up.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's
0: not... I don't think it's being talked about as No, much. it's
1: definitely not being talked about.
0: What's sad is that, yes, that's happened a lot more this year and last year is where... I think not that it's happened a lot more. Maybe it's always happened, but it was definitely widely broadcasted where african american men were being killed at the hands of police officers mm-hmm. right um yeah so i mean that's just unfortunate in itself of course yeah definitely and there's also uh but there's also a lot of other instances with kids you know who maybe they're not dying at the hands of a police officer but they're dying at hands of people who do and don't hold any authority. Maybe in their lives, maybe in the public's government system. I don't know. But it's just people are dying and they just die all the time.
1: Everyone is dying all the time. Of colon cancer or by police officers. There's a range. <laughs>
0: dying
1: dying old, old is definitely the hardest thing. I That's how I want to go. Dying
0: old is a privilege.
1: It's a privilege but it's also a blessing. A, and a horror think about it you got to buy depends is the 38 special and the 380 ammo are those the same and i thought yeah it would be but it's definitely not the 380 ACP round is actually a tad smaller in diameter than the 38 special so the 38 special rounds they don't fit in that into that clip the 380 semi-auto is rimless and then the 38 is for revolvers which is rimmed so that way the cap the caps stay inside of the chambers so fun fact one last thing leslie and i we rounded out the weekend with a bang i was feeling great i was feeling spunky we had some jalapenos mexican food and then we uh we came back and we watched army of the dead Sure, everyone, everyone watched this movie because it's great. What did you think? First thoughts of Army of the Dead Zombies. Zombies.
0: You said first thought.
1: This might be uh, a cult classic, you know, because they took zombies and they actually put them in the world like, hey, these people, this is their society, they're communicating. It was just a very unique, interesting take, and I loved it. I loved it. Thought it was great. A little bit of a twist at the end. Kinda could guess it.
0: I didn't mind it, so it wasn't terrible.
1: Yeah. Which is interesting. She's not into zombie movies like I am. I'm a I'm a I'm a creature flick guy, anyways.
0: That's true. I was never really into animes, but I found probably in the seven years, six or seven years that I've known you, I found uh, four that I've liked.
1: Four animes, and there's thousands. That she still needs to get through.
0: No. Yeah, I can't wait to happening. go through that journey
1: with you. <laughs> and then lastly, I do want to end with just a great quote. So I get quotes on Fridays from Tim Ferriss's, uh Five Bullet Friday newsletter. I've been getting them for years. I don't yeah. read a thing. All I do is just scroll right on down to the quotes. And this week's quote was uh, coming from Khalil... Gibran from the book The Prophet, which is actually one of my favorite books. Kevin uh, recommended it to me, and it's still one of my favorite books. But here's the quote. You talk when you cease to be at peace with your thoughts. <laughs>
0: We'll leave you there, listeners.
1: Mm-hmm. Peace out. Peace out. I'm going to go just sit quietly for the rest of the day now. All right. Have a great week. Have a great life. Goodbye.